today on CityCast Madison. One of Madison's longest gigging bands is hitting a major milestone. Do you remember 1993? That's when Mama Dig Down's brass band was born. Yup, 30 years ago. To mark the occasion, the eight-piece brass band will play two nights at the Burr Oak next weekend. And it's gonna be all that yes. Ahead of this funky jamboree, we had to sit down with the band. So we gathered longtime ringleaders, saxophonist Christopher Rock Ole and sousaphone player Eric Jacobson to talk the Madison music scene and their 30 years of touring. It's Tuesday, December 5th. I'm Bianca Martin, and here's what Madison's talking about. Rock and Eric, hello. Hi. Hey, morning. Good morning. So Mama Dig Down's Brass Band is 30 years young. Congratulations. (laughs) 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 That's huge. Um, Is it possible that y'all are Madison's like longest gigging band? It is possible. There could be some other bands likely that are older, but I don't think much older and certainly certainly don't play as often as us, maybe a couple, but we're, we're up there. We're up there. Yeah, it is incredible. Yeah, I was curious, like, who else would be in the running? I mean, if Yid Vicious maybe has been a long time, I think Honor Among Thieves perhaps, but yeah, we're old school. <laughs> yeah, you're old school. Well, how are you feeling? <laughs> Let's start there. <laughs> feeling great. I'm feeling great. We're really we're fired up. I mean, we we're doing this 30 year anniversary and it's it's not like a 25, like a lot of people do different increments, but we're usually a little date late to the dance sometimes. So we're doing our, our 30th year, but we're really fired up. Big, big shows coming up December 15th and December 16th at the Baroque two nights. Uh, and we're, you know, just juicing up for that. That's going to be very, very awesome. I got to ask, like, what's your secret to keeping the band together this long? <laughs> We have fun and we care about each other. And I think that, um, and we play really good music. And so I think those three things have kept um, guys interested in the band for a long time. We've just had flexibility at important times, like when guys might move away to a different city for a while, we keep them in the fold. You know, we've had guys move to New Orleans, New York, Chicago, um, and they come back. So by being by being able to be flexible, I mean, just the fact that I live in Minneapolis now, you know, our trumpet player, Jeff, lives in Milwaukee. Charlie just moved to Chicago. But, you know, we stay flexible and, and keep people in the fold. And so you travel together. Mm-hmm. You travel to get together all the time. And also, I imagine some band members have cycled through, like some have changed up over time. Rock, how has the band's sound evolved over time? Well, you know, we being 30 years, there's a lot of time there to figure out different paths we've taken. We had a lot of growing time in the early 90s to the late 90s because that's when we started going to New Orleans regularly. We were going there three and four times a year. And and that's where we started to understand what we were trying to accomplish and, and getting there and, and studying the music. You know, starting off our, our very first gig, you know, at the uh, Art Fair on the Square in 1993, you know, we just were practicing tunes in, in Eric's living room, just trying to figure it out. And then we just blasted it on uh, out around the Capitol. And, you know, that was day one. Just took some time to, to keep doing the same things. But again, going to see it live and being a part of it in New Orleans is where our education began. Mm-hmm. 
Madison is the best city, period. And New Orleans, New Orleans, yes, <laughs> is also the best city in this country. <laughs> yeah, yes. There's just magic. It was actually after a gig in uh, the Angelic, um, an old club right off of State Street. We piled into the van after a gig and drove straight through to New Orleans and got out and walked into the Funky Butt Club um, on uh, on Rampart Street and started watching brass bands. And we were just hooked from that moment. And you're bringing the magic here. Yes. One fun thing about that that time, um, and to show how cool Madisonites are, is we mentioned from the stage, "Hey, we've got to end the show now. We're going to get in. A, uh, we're going to all pile in a van and drive to New Orleans." And then we drive down. We go to this club, and then like this whole party crew rolls in. And we're like, hey, we just saw you at the Angelic 20 hours ago. And we decided it sounded like so much fun. So we decided to come down. Yes. And it was like, oh, that is awesome. That is huge. <laughs> yeah. So that, that is the spirit of Madison right there that has been fueling us all these years. Yes. The power is real. Yes. Um, and Rock, is it true that you've got second generation band members now? Yeah. 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 My son, uh, who's 22, the at the university but he uh, plays trombone and he played trombone with us when he was two years old in the saint patrick's day parade around mm -hmm. the capital downtown you pulled him in a wagon i remember yeah yeah he, I, is it a mini trombone it was a half a trombone he we took the slide off so he just played on the the, the curve part oh my god I remember you tied a rope around your waist and you're playing saxophone with the rope around your waist and you're pulling Jack in the in the wagon. Oh, my God. That's that was awesome. I had no idea. <laughs> but then, yeah, now he's still playing with us and uh, he's been playing with us uh, for the last couple of years. It's been great. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I mean, so brass bands are so exciting because y'all are like large. You got a lot of folks. That's what creates that iconic dynamism. Yes. You know. And it's a lot of members to keep track of and coordinate and, you know, also probably paying if you're on tour. Do you guys ever pare down and just do like a duo or a trio, like a smaller version or? <laughs> yeah, but it's not very fun. So we don't. We try not to. I mean, every once in a while, if someone wants like a, a, a small version for like a cocktail hour. But, you know, we always try to talk them into the big version because it's more fun for us. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that's always kept us kind of like excited and um, is that we've always had like younger musicians. We've kind of kept things fresh. And, um, you know, er pretty early on, we had some high school guys who joined the band. And I remember thinking like and they would go, go to New Orleans with us. And I remember thinking like, oh, my God, I can't believe that their parents are like letting their high school kid go down to New Orleans uh, you know, in the middle of Mardi Gras with Mama Dig Downs, but they did. And so now, you know, we've got like another, a young generation of guys like, you know, like Rock's son, Jack um, and Charlie and um, Steven, who are, you know, they're young cats who just are all graduating from the UW and they're playing with us now. So we kind of have that young energy too. So. Yes. And that bodes well for the next time we talk to y'all in, in 30 years. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I might be the emeritus sousaphone player by then, but you know. <laughs> One of the 
the most fun things that I've been around for when I'm near bands. My sister's in a band or was in a band, a Madison band, are like rituals and like little fun traditions before. Do you guys have anything like that? Any like fun things you do before you go on stage? Well, I would say that there's from time to time we might have a little pep talk right before we play. Uh, and it, it sometimes it's serious, sometimes it's fun. But I think that that's part of like Eric said, how we love each other when we're together it's interrelated. It's not, it's not like eight guys on stage. It's a family on stage. And so, so having that little moment in time before, but we definitely try to make that camaraderie along the way. When we are on do little tours and things, we're eating together, hanging out together, obviously staying together. And I think that's uh that's our ritual, but Eric, you got any other ones? I think we have all sorts of rituals and like little traditions around the band. I mean, it was forever. It was like every time after rehearsal, when we first started, we go to Rosino's after words for pizza. That was like a pizza slice place on State Street. Um, for the longest time, after every gig, we'd go to La Bamba and get the burritos as big as your head. Um, then as our taste developed and matured, we started going <laughs> to the tornado late night to get yeah. the burger yeah. and the wedge, the wedge salad after the gigs. So yes. we do have those kind of things. Another very important um, ritual or sort of like tradition and rule that we have is called the 30 minutes or 30 miles rule that we can't talk about how the show went until either 30 miles away from the gig or 30 minutes after the gig. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And that way we don't, that way we're not like getting off stage and hollering at each other. Um, and so, <laughs> about who blew the intro or whatever. Save it. Yep. Save it. <laughs> Bianco, one of our biggest traditions, which I don't think other bands follow in the same way is that, you know, we've been around for a long time. And when, once a member of our band who's been with us for a long while has oh, earned yeah, his yeah. stripes, you know, he's been with us long enough and he's contributed they don't know it's coming and we we present it the whole band wears this that we we make these specialized high school letter jackets mama dig down with a big m on the chest and and our name on the back and then their their nickname is stitched in the in the lapel there or whatever yeah and so rock is that is that your nickname yeah yeah eric do you have a nickname well i don't know how i got it but rock my stitched into my jacket is jail time <laughs> <laughs> You don't know, hey. I don't know. No, typically rock okay. start. Typically, at some point in the show, when rock introduces me, he he tell he reminds the crowd that I'm out on um, electronic uh, monitoring, and that my probation <laughs> officer okayed the performance. Oh my god, that is that is hilarious. I for folks who haven't heard you, many Madisonians have it, but there are people, new people coming in out, you know, what are the different like instruments? Like what's the sound? Yeah. Okay. So we have uh, a rhythm section that um, has a bass drum and a snare drum and the tuba, you know, what would take the place of a bass guitar or was the original bass guitar. And then a trombone section, usually two, three, sometimes four trombones, a couple trumpets, and then the saxophone. So they're sort of like layered in. Um, the trumpets are providing the melody. The trombones are kind of providing the harmony and also some like uh, kind of a rhythm. It's kind of loud. It's kind of cacophonous. It's super tight, but it's also loose, which is the part that really appeals to all, you know all of us that we can sound um, both tight and loose, funky, all at the same time. you know you talked about starting out playing in you know the 90s did y'all ever play the okays corral no we didn't dang it 
where's the dang it from? It's just a, a legend. Mostly, no. I mean, I, we used to go there for shows, but they booked a lot of punk. Um, I mean, they had a blues night, but we were playing other venues at the time. One of the early ones was the Latin Club, which um, the building's not even there anymore. But the crazy thing about the Latin Club is we used to have to go up on stage and lift the uh, pool table off the stage before we played. And the pool, <laughs> oh I don't know if you ever gosh. lift a pool table before, but that was so heavy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I guess the the number of band members helped out in those situations. Yes, yes. <laughs> that is well, wild. That is wild. It totally wild. We used to play Jolly Bob's a lot. Jolly Bob's. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Tim at Jolly Bob's was an early adopter of Mama Dig Downs. Uh, we played the Harmony a lot back then. The Great Dane. Paramount. Oh, the Paramount. That was just on Lake Street, just right under, like on the other side of the railroad tracks. Yeah, it's, now it's some now it's dorms. God, that was a cool club. This weirdo came in from uh, Canada and opened up this club, and it was amazing. And it was short lived, but they had like incredible bands there. In fact, we got to open up for Branford Marcellus's Buckshot La Funk at at that show. They had Guru Jazzmatazz. I mean, they just had like great bands at this place. But we played it, and then it closed down shortly afterwards. I don't think it had anything to do with us. I think the owner was a little shady. <laughs> we have to close now. <laughs> yes. Do you guys have any like big fights that are kind of iconic from the past 30 years or, oh or silly God. fights that stand out? Yes, because think about this. We would travel frequently in our band van down to New Orleans and get like two hours of sleep a night for the better part of a week. And with how many people in there? Like 10. So, yes, of course there were fights. <laughs> <laughs> but like over music stuff or over like dirty socks? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like get out of the van now. <laughs> but one thing, Bianca, is the thing about the brass band, all music and brass band music particularly is it is like, you know, it's a collaboration. So when musically, we don't have a lot of friction with our ideas because everyone is listening to each other trying to find that the right way to go because we all know we all know the road and sometimes other guys are looking out the window and then when we talk to them they realize where we're headed so i really think uh part of that is just we all have the same vision and that's you know and, and we're open-minded and listening and it's collaborative so that really helps yeah so dirty socks is only our, our only trouble <laughs> <laughs> that's ideal that'll be a forever for everyone <laughs> you know i really like what went marcellus said years ago about how about how a jazz band is really like an ideal democratic institution because everybody like everybody ideally everybody has a voice and everybody sort of contributes their part and the great thing about a brass band is like no one is really taking a back seat i mean there is the melody but everybody has an incredibly important role to play and gets a big say in what they're doing so um, I definitely agree with Winton on that. I love that. And I imagine that has fueled a lot of the longevity of your of your band, just understanding that. I see behind Rock, you've got a Miles Davis poster. And I, you know, knowing a little bit about him and just like everyone getting the space to do their thing, you know, to really yes. like be have a meaningful contribution is is huge. How have y'all seen the Madison music scene change over time, like over the past 30 years? You know, one thing I was I was thinking about this is because when you're in a bubble, like let's say we take a, a three-year bubble, we could compare things and, and you could see some changes and, and, oh, this is so different right now. But when I pull back, 
10 times, 30 years, there's, you know, there's different musics and different takes on things, but it's always evolving. And it's almost, it's, it's always the same thing. It's always growing and doing something new and special. And, and like we were, when we came and did it, no one was doing brass band stuff outside of New Orleans, except for the Dirty Dozen when they tour and they're from New Orleans and then Rebirth. And then uh, now well, there's brass bands all over the country, you know? So, um, so things have evolved and changed, but I think that's one of the things. And Madison's been such a great place for music, all the clubs. I mean, there's clubs opening up in the next few months and we have so many great places to play. And we're going to the Baroque. You have North Street. You got, of course, Majestic and all the Frank production places like the Sylvian. I think it, the more it changes, the more is the same. It's just always progressing. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, there's I mean, there's a lot of talk about like how easy it is. Is it easier or like harder for musicians to make a living? I feel like that's one of the conversations right now. What do you think? What, what's your guys take on that? It's always hard. Yeah, it's a creative. In the 70s, guys were getting 100 bucks for a set. In the 90s, the guys are getting 100 bucks for a set. And in the 2020s, guys are getting 100 bucks for a set. So there's been kind of the this is an example is the, the economy hasn't changed a bit. And so anyway, for that. So it is always hard. Just just to be clear, that's each. I don't want anyone who's listening to this to think that they're going to get Mama Dick Downs for $100. No, no, no. Not today. No. Uh, but you know right. what? I was just thinking about it is I don't know. I mean, it was kind of a... It, it was kind of nuts for us to think about starting this brass band that many years ago and, and making such a big, you know, point to travel in New Orleans and finding these, um, you know, uh, all these musicians who are interested and willing to just, you know, dive in. But I also don't know if it would, I don't know if it would have worked anywhere else because like Madison is just like such an ideal place for this to happen. Quite a number of our initial musicians came from um, the school of music and were like in Richard Davis's jazz band, the Hanfibians, like all of our all of our early drummers were coming from the Hanfibians, and so they had this like passion about like drumming in Brazil, and were like really open to this, um, you know, you know how how so much of that was similar to New Orleans drumming. So it was just a perfect time and setting. So anyway, I just I don't know if we had been like in New York or Atlanta or somewhere else. I don't know that it would have worked like it did um, for us being from Madison. I hate to do this to people, but your favorite gig ever in Madison, Rock or Eric, whoever comes from. <laughs> wow, there's a, you know, that's that's like when someone wins an Academy Award and they get up there and they say, I got I got a lot of thank yous to give and I know I'm going to miss somebody. Uh, yeah. for, forgive me. But I, I will say that maybe some of the more memorable ones, Eric, first of all, I want to say is we, we had the fortune of plan for President Obama when he came through Madison two times. And, and while we didn't we didn't go to breakfast with them or anything, um, it was pretty special to, to be a part of a part of that. That was definitely a favorite. I want to thank our terrific musical guest, Mama Dick Downs Brass Band. That's huge. And so before we go, you mentioned uh, you guys are throwing a 30th birthday party soon. Yes. Rock, what do you have planned? Well, we're really fired up about it. It's, a, it's called a residency at the Baroque. It's two nights. Uh, December 15 and December 16. The first night is going to be more of what we call traditional or trad night. It's going to focus on some of the, the iconic and uh, canon of New Orleans and some of our own traditional tunes that we wrote and uh, more of a sit down, but definitely a party. And then the second night is more of the funk R&B pop tune night, uh, which will be a dance hall style, no seats. And and that'll bring out some many of our tunes. And of course, the, there's a funk cannon from New Orleans as well. So Gorgeous. Funk Cannon would be a great name for our next album, Rock. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't wait to listen to Funk Cannon. I can't wait for this <laughs> birthday party. Eric, Rock, thank you so much for um, joining us and help letting us celebrate with you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was Mama Digdown's brass band saxophonist Christopher Rock Oli and sousaphone player Eric Jacobson. Congrats again, y'all. Y'all are some funky ducks. If you want more deets about their upcoming shows at the Burr Oak, check out our show notes for a link. And we want to ask you, do you know who Madison's longest gigging band is? Or longest gigging musician? Mama Dig Downs is certainly up there in the running. But what do you think? And whom did we miss? Let us know. Leave us a voicemail at 608-318-3367. Or email us. That's madison at citycast.fm. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Bianca Martin. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with the illest, hippest, slickest cat you know? We'll be back tomorrow morning with more stories from around the city. Until then, boogie down. Boogie down.